Hello, everybody. Welcome to Millennium Live. I'm very excited to be here for this episode today. It's a milestone with Millennium Live and the Millennium Alliance. This is our first episode with a HR company as uh, the CHRO conference is new to us. And we're very excited to be joined by Colin Brennan, who is the Chief Customer Officer at Alight Solutions. And today we're going to be discussing the link between the two of life's biggest stressors, health and financial insecurity. Colin, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here today. And I'm uh, excited to share with your audience. So let's just jump right into it. I think we have a great few questions for you. So historically, companies provided employees health benefits and retirement benefits as two separate and unrelated offers. I think that's, you know, as somebody like a young person like me, I don't really view, I'm not really looking at retirement. I'm looking at maybe perks that are available to me that can benefit me right now. So why should companies pay attention to the connection between health and wealth now? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think you even teed it up really well in what you said about yourself, you know, and I think historically the way companies in the market and even people look at things like health is kind of a here and now issue, right? I think about it today, or I think about it when I have a problem or I need to go to the doctor, do things that retirement, that's a long ways away and it's, it's out there, right? And until you get to be in the later stages of your career, it doesn't really come together. The reality in the world that we live in today, though, is they're really intrinsically linked. And, and we do see people starting to bring those two together. And we see companies starting to offer people choices where they can make choice about, do I want to save now or save later? Do I want to get you know, a stand-up desk or more benefits for down the road and those things? It's also really important, though, because in our everyday lives, the convergence between health and financial stress are coming together. And so if you take, for example, you know, if for some reason somebody has a major medical condition, it can lead to a lot of financial stress. So if, if I have a heart attack and bills start to pile up and I can't work and things are going on, you know, the way that um, I think about that and feel about that puts things together. And, you know, one of the questions we ask a lot of C-suite individuals is how many of your people who are in a high deductible plan could put together $500 if they needed to? And the answer is pretty stark. And so, mm. you know, people need to think about that savings. They need to make balanced decisions between, do I put money in my 401k? Do I put it in my healthcare spending account? Do I buy up on insurance? And so, those decisions really start to come together in a different way. And, and we feel like companies need to help people make those choices. And it looks pretty different depending on where you are in your life and, and what else you have going on in your financial situation. But if you don't do it well, people get stressed out. And when people are stressed out, they're not great employees. So it's an important facet for everybody to be thinking about. Yeah, of course. And uh, that, that sort of segues into the next question that you know a day doesn't go by without a new news story about Great resignation. And let's talk about that. Employees who are unhappy at work or just they know this is a time for for that, you know, they have an advantage and they're going to look for a new job. So, you know, talking about the employee experience, how that directly correlates to how they're engaged at work and finding, you know, fulfillment in what they do. We're well into the, the year. We're approaching the end of Q1. What's what's your position on the current labor outlook? Yeah, it's, it's just tough to find people. And so, you know, our business, when we're looking for customer service representatives or people to process payroll or folks to do consulting engagements, you know, it's hard to find them. And I, I think those companies that A, really care about their employees and those companies that are really investing in that, um, it sets them apart in the market. And, and to be fair, you know, I think, you know, we talk about this is the age of the employee and it, it really has become that. And, you know, you look at it to your point with the great resignation and people's ability to move and things like that. 
think I saw a stat recently that 43% of people say they're, they're experiencing burnout at work. And when they have that, it leads to physical conditions. It leads to lower productivity on the job or not showing up the right way that you want them to in a customer service world with your colleagues. But, you know, that ability to also attract people is really important. And, you know, right now, um, reports are saying up to half the people are out looking for new jobs or on the move. And, you know, I've personally seen people that have resigned that didn't have someone to go to. They just were tired of it. And so that's really never, I haven't experienced that before. It's really different. And so, you know, for organizations that say, yeah, those things are all really important to me, you know, thinking about how you drive a distinctive employee experience, how you really personalize things for the individual, you know, how you make choices available. And then in our world, it's also, we see lots of employers giving people lots of choices. It's how do you let people know about them? And how do you let me know about it at the right time? And so if you offer daycare for me, but maybe I don't have kids yet, it doesn't matter. But boy, when I do, that becomes really important. And so having the right benefits, but then also being able to um, let people know about them at the right time, empower them, enable them, give them the right personalization. So it's like, hey, this is what should be really important to you right now, or this is the right decision to make and giving you confidence in that is really important. And I think the companies that do that well will both attract better talent, they'll retain their talent that they have. And I think those people that are there will ultimately serve their customers better. Yeah, of course. So if I'm a CEO or CHRO working human resources, taking this holistic approach to health and wealth benefits, it definitely improves the employee experience, but it, it also must be a little bit costly, must be expensive. So let's, let's talk about the expense of this, you know, investing in the employees and, and your talent. Why should one spend that money on employees and instead of investing it in another area of the business? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, many organizations look at it and they are making decisions between doing something in the employee space or maybe buying new cash registers or investing in a new product line or doing something different. You know, what we've seen is it's not about spending more. So if you look at the average spend of U.S. companies, you know, many of them are spending millions, if not billions of dollars in the healthcare and the healthcare space. You know, many of the large companies we work with um, in the Fortune 500 have rolled out 10, 15, 20 plans for people to use. And, and they rolled them out for different reasons. You know, some of them were to solve cost issues. Some of them were to add better employee engagement. Some were to help with fertility or mental health or different things. The challenge here isn't about spending more. It's not about taking things away from other parts of the business. It's saying, how do you get the maximum value out of those things you spend money on today? And so if I offer 20 programs and the average utilization on those programs is only three or 4%, they're not driving ROI or giving value back to the employees. And so if you're going to invest in those and you've got them out there, how do you drive that utilization up to the 10 or 15 or 20% range? Or better yet, for those people that should be using the program, how do you get it to 100% so that they actually feel the benefit? And when they go home every day, they're like, wow, my employer offers me awesome benefits and great things. And I was with uh, one of our employees the other day and her husband actually works for another organization and just went through a really major health episode, you know, had a heart attack, had a lot of challenges and things like that. And the company is with really took care of him, right? In terms of time off programs, nurses at home, helping with things, coordinating, you know, and, and he said to me, he's like, you know, I don't think I'll ever leave them because they really took care of me in that time of need. And so yeah. I think those things go beyond what you normally expect. And just that's the level of expectation people have, but boy, when you do it, People are loyal for a really long time. And those experiences do, they do drive loyalty. And, and I would want to say at a company that does take care of me as well. You know, I think there are a lot of companies out there that are providing a ton of different services and benefits for things like healthcare. And also talking about mental health, mental wealth, and overall wellness, 
you know, you had a great point around utilization. How many don't even know about them? How many employees? Because I'm even thinking about my own experiences, and I'm sure there are a ton of services out there right now with our current provider that I don't, I don't even know about. So how do we use them to the fullest potential? And how are you solving that problem? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's definitely, there, there are more solutions out there and problems out there than, than people know what to do with. So, you know, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, the, the challenge you've got is just getting people to utilize them and understand them. And so it's, it's knowing what's out there and having great availability to them. You know, our belief and my belief is you've got to have a platform that does that. And then in the world we live in today, you've got to really personalize it for someone. So, you know, when I log on to the TV or log on, when I click on the TV at night and I look at Netflix or whatever, like it tells me like, hey, here are the shows column that are recommended for you. You know, if I go out to Amazon, sure enough, it's going to pop up with, hey, here's some great suggestions or based on what you looked at last time, here's what I should do. Of course. You should have that same experience in this world, right? So if mm-hmm. I know, for example, you haven't gotten to see your doctor in the last year, how about I send you a personalized text message that says, hey, you should go to the doctor. It's that time. You know, if I see you've got a new prescription coming in for something, I should be able to say, hey, based on that, here are three other things you got to be thinking about. A classic one that we've seen quite a bit is, you know, for folks that deal with diabetes, it's really important that you follow your routine. And so, you know, anybody who's who's knows someone or has dealt with it, you know, you've got to watch your glucose levels, you got to take the test, you got to stay on it, you got to watch what you eat, you got to exercise. And so all those things are really important. And, you know, I think part of the role that um, a platform should play in that around the health and wealth experience is, is giving you those reminders and giving you those nudges and helping make sure you follow it. That's great for the employee because they stay healthy and happy. They show up at work and they do a good job. They can perform. They're not out sick. It's also great for the employer because, you know, all the metrics would say if you don't watch that and you don't take care of something like diabetes, it lands in ER visits, which gets to be very expensive. People can't show up for work. It's disruptive. And so, you know, what we've seen is you need a platform that has personalization. So it's texting, it's reaching out to people, it's helping them know what's there, but it's very context sensitive because, you know, the benefits that are important to me at this point in my life probably look different than my daughter who just graduated from college and definitely <laughs> look different than my parents who are getting ready to retire. So, you know, right. it's got to be that really specific and it's got to, you know, know where I am. It's got to know my location. It's got to be mobile enabled. So I think delivering that experience, so it's having the right content, which lots of employers do, but then it's delivering it through the right platform that really makes it like what we experience in our everyday life where it's really personal to me. It's available. It's mobile. That's the important piece. Yeah. Well, and taking care of your employees is like taking care of your entire organization. You mentioned personalization, you know, you mentioned diabetes, which is just one of hundreds of medical, mental, and financial stressors that employees may face during their time in certain organizations. How do employers personalize that experience to each one of their employees? Say the, you know, the 25-year-old, maybe just starting out, they just have an entry-level position, and as well as the the senior person who's been maybe in the same organization for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it starts with what you said. It, it starts with that understanding, right? So, you know, today we have access to more data than we've ever had before, whether it's data from your, your HRS or your HCM system, whether it's data that's available on you or me kind of publicly and those things. But employers have to use that. And so, a lot of what we see is using um, new AI or robotics for those things. Like, how do you think about what what's good for this person? And you can set up algorithms and those things. So it's finding the data, it's understanding where they're at. And then for us, it really comes down to, you know, looking at a broad stretch of data to say, hey, what do people like me typically do? Where's the best place to spend their money? And you know, one of the things we spent a lot of time on, um, especially looking at some of our own newer college joiners, was this tool called Next Best Dollar. 
you know, think about where do I spend my money? So I've got all these choices, right? I could put money in a 401k and get a match. I could put money in this HSA, which I don't even understand what it is. You know, I can buy up in benefits. I could get dental insurance. And so I paid out my college loan. And so we actually took a real life use case with our team and said, hey, we've got our own people struggling to make these decisions. You know, how do we think about it differently? And so we built some algorithms and say, hey, based on your financial model and based on some questions, here's the things that are really important to you. So companies have to use the data they've got They've got to be able to serve it up in a good way. And they've got to be able to kind of recognize those variances in people around I'm married, I'm single, I have disposable income, I don't, I have a savings plan, I have big debt. So, and that's where that intersection back to our earlier conversation, that's why it's not just about health or not just about wealth. It's the convergence of the two because they do play together, whether you want them to or not. No, I I 100% agree with you. So what is what is the role of companies as they as we go about this and, and navigate this this world, you know, employees, it's up to the employee at the end of the day to make a decision. It's great that they're offering uh, health benefits and somebody maybe in just starting out may not even go to the doctor, right. even know how to use that plan, as opposed to somebody maybe with a family plan who's going every day, maybe a, a baby on the way. How do we make sure that employees are making better choices and utilizing these platforms to improve their health and wealth? Well, I think employers have been involved for a long time. The question is kind of what that involvement looks like is starting to shift. And so to your point, for a long time, um, you know, if you go back 50 years, employers kind of took care of employees, right? They made all the decisions. Plans were largely free to employees and things like yeah. that. And as you go through the last 50 years, that's evolved quite a bit. And today, you know, companies provide a wide range of choices. And the nice thing is they provide that buying power, but there's a real win-win if they can help employees make good decisions about what to use. And, you know, one of the ones that, that I like to look at, and it's it's interesting, is if you look at some folks that um, may work in an hourly job and they end up picking a high deductible plan, you know, the question sort of becomes, can they can they afford that plan? So if they get sick and it's you know October, the trend we see in the data is a lot of people won't go to the doctor because they want to wait till the beginning of the next year when their deductibles reset. Yeah. Well, that's the wrong answer for the person because they're just getting sicker. It's the wrong answer for the company because if they're in a self-insured plan, you're gonna pay more when they finally do go to the doctor. And so you know, I think companies need to try to match up those needs and help people make decisions. And when they do, to my example with the person with a heart attack, you know, it, it's nirvana then, right? Because the employee feels good. They feel like they're cared for. They feel like the company's looking after them. They're providing good choices. And the company gets a better, healthier, happier, hopefully much more engaged employee at the end of it. So I think companies provide that content, but now it's really important for them to help provide that decision support, help people understand what they should do and how to think about it so they can make the right decisions. And, you know, to light work, we like to say is we want to make people make confident decisions. And so how do you feel really good about it? Because people make decisions every day that they regret, but we want them to make decisions about their health, wealth, financial space that, that really makes sense to them and is good for them. And that's great. And I've already learned a lot uh, just talking to you, Colin. And uh, I just have a final question for you. I, I want to thank you for, for being here and for taking your time out of your day to, to join us. So what are you hearing from your clients? Uh, what what new innovations are you seeing out there as, you know, as the pressure's on to hire and retain talent out there as uh, there's a big pool? Yeah, that's definitely the pressure point is, is keeping the people you've got and, and finding new ones as you grow. And especially as, as things take off in the economy, people just have more choices, especially in the, the new virtual workforce that we live in today. Right. Um, right. The biggest one I see companies asking for from us is just flexibility, you know, and so 
you know, what they've had in the past is I've had, you know, these six plans and you could choose these six plans. But, you know, today you've got, um, to my point about generations, you know, maybe somebody coming out of school is like, hey, they get more excited about a gym membership and a stand-up desk than having a really expensive healthcare plan or a dental plan. They should have dental too, but, you know, you got to make choices. So I think, you know, what we're seeing is this trend toward flexibility and that's leading to a new concept around marketplaces where employers to some degree are saying, hey, there's some things I know I needed to give you. Like you have to have health insurance, you should have dental insurance, but boy, maybe then I give you some money and you can decide, maybe you want pet insurance if you're really into your pets. Maybe you want a gym membership if you like to work out. You know, maybe you want, you know, that stand-up desk I talked about or fancy running shoes or whatever. And so we're starting to see employers take a little bit of that money they spend on employees and saying, hey, maybe I'm not the best one to make the choice. Maybe I want to give you a curated network and say, hey, here's some things you can choose from. And that's a huge win because when you do that, employees pick what they want. And so you know it's going to be personal for them. You know it's going to be something they care about. You know, hopefully every time they use it, they're thinking about, hey, this is something great my company gave me. And so definitely seeing that trend toward personalization. And then, you know, the other big one that we're seeing is trying to drive utilization. So, you know, each company is focused on for these things I do offer and the money I do spend, how do I get the value out of it? How do I get people to use it? And so, you know, giving people the choice and then also giving them kind of that flexibility and the push to say, hey, here's the things you ought to be using. Here's what you ought to be thinking about. So those are probably the two big trends right now. Right. And even for me, uh, ever since I started going back into the office, two days a week, three days at home, it's a nice, perfect balance. I definitely enjoy it. I had the option of doing either. So that's what I chose. And it was good that they gave me the option. So uh, personalization, it's the, uh, I think it's the answer to the health and wealth connection. Colin, Brennan, thank you so much for joining us. It is a pleasure to talk to you and to learn how organizations can utilize the light and make the biggest impact on their employees. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we're excited to to uh, kick off the CHRO assembly very soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Millennium Live to listen and learn on life and leadership.